0: All right, KISS Army, you wanted the best, you got the best. Now close your eyes, you're about to be podcast Hello
1: and welcome to your podcast. This is Gary Schaller.
2: And this is James Hager. We've got a lot of great stuff for you tonight as we continue our celebration of the brand
1: new KISS record, Sonic Boom. We've had a chance to live with the record for a little while now, and uh, James, what do you think of it? Well, I've listened to Sonic Boom quite a
2: bit since it came out two weeks ago, and and just recently decided to take Sonic Boom and, and make a good playlist on my computer, you know, putting it in with the older KISS material, you know, all the way back to the original album in 74, all the way up to Psycho Circus in 98, and... Honestly, this album really does fit in well with the other Kiss material. I mean, sometimes you'll hear something, you know, you'll listen to Nothing to Lose from 74, and then all of a sudden, I've Had Enough into the Fire will come on, and you'll wonder, how in the world is this the same band? With Sonic Boom, the great, interesting thing is, you'll listen to, I don't know, something from the 70s, and then something like Yes I Know will come on, and you'll think, well, that fits in just perfect, you know? Or something from Revenge will come on, and then Modern Day Delilah will come on, and it sounds, you know, just right in there, right at home with the rest of the material. Uh, really a great, great, great showing for KISS and uh, proof that after 35 years, they can still put out a good classic record, a record that people really enjoy with great hooks, nothing too complicated, nothing that makes you rethink your your thoughts on politics or religion or, you know, nothing that makes you ponder the meaning of life. It's just, a, you know, an album that makes you enjoy living and enjoy listening to it.
1: Well said, James. I, I couldn't agree more. It's definitely a record that I'm enjoying listening to, and, and quite frankly, I can't stop listening to. Um, and we have an awesome interview coming up later in the show, but first we have some exclusive coverage of what happened when KISS launched the U.S. leg of the Alive 35 tour. Our pod
2: Kissed correspondent Mike got a chance to spend a historic weekend in Detroit chatting with fans and rocking out with the hottest band in the world. Now let's hear what happened when KISS rocked Cobo Hall for the very last time. This is Mike Mann from
3: KISS Fansite and podcast, and we are talking to...
4: Chris from Liverpool,
3: England. Don from Blackburn, England. And we are here for the beginning of the North American official tour, and what are you guys expecting to see tonight?
4: Something we've been wanting to see all our lives since we first listened to KISS. To me, this is uh, the Mecca, Cobo Hall. It just doesn't get any better than this for me can't go wrong with that legendary (laughs) band legendary venue I can't say anymore
3: yeah
4: Uh, for the both of you uh, what was the first kiss show you saw Uh, mine was uh, 1983 they grew up to Stafford Bingley Hall in England Um, I wasn't allowed to go in 1980 because my mum and dad wouldn't let me I've been there
3: I was banned from going to see Dynasty I was so pissed I didn't talk to my dad for
4: months <laughs> I still haven't spoken to my dad I wouldn't have forgiven you never forgiven him my you? first one was Leeds 83
3: over the years what are some of the more magical moments for you guys as far as being a KISS fan Madison
4: Square Garden the uh, Psycho Circus tour Paul Stanley flew from the stage to the yeah I love going to i the roof come off the, the place and it mental. was yeah I'm getting tingles now I'm just thinking about it I tell you incredible excellent well, it was unbelievable unbelievable
3: you guys paid a lot of money to fly over here
4: it feels like a, a massive event Is absolutely that really, I'm just glad to be here and part of it I just feel sorry for the people that just can't put all the issues to one side and just come and celebrate what? You know. Sure. A special, got, special night, it's gonna be a special two nights. Special
3: two nights, me, yeah. and exactly. it will never happen again. No, this but, is Detroit, baby. Yeah.
4: When the walls come down.
3: <laughs> yeah, plus, Sonic Boom. What do you guys think about what, yeah, I'm sure you both heard Modern Day Delilah. It's up there with the
4: best, definitely. Oh, yeah. Excellent. 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 They sound hungry again, they sound tight. And uh, hopefully it'll it'll rise them up against where they should be. I'm just glad that we got another new Kiss album. Let's hope. I think, sure, I think Don just wants the uh, the Kiss Zimmer and the Kiss Colostomy <laughs> bag <back> next. <laughs> well,
3: I have the prototypes, so it's really, really exciting. Yeah, you know he needs it,
4: Mike. You know he needs it.
3: <laughs> Let's say five. Years from now, where do you think KISS will be?
4: I'd like them to squabble the top. Cool. is a bonus. Simple as yeah. I never ever thought that 35 years on that we'd still be here celebrating um, Kiss music, but here we are. Let's enjoy it while we can and I don't Have a good time. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah. I I've been there for thirty plus years. Any day on this planet is a bonus. These guys are still bringing it. Exactly.
4: No one can compete. End of story.
3: Excellent. Yeah. The greatest so, rock and roll show all.
4: in the world. And we're going to see it
3: yeah. twice. <laughs> yes, and we are right in front of yeah. the venue right now. We're going to be in there in 15 or 20 minutes. Magical. This is magical. This. Yeah. These are things that don't happen every day. Anyone who's sitting on the fence this tour, I my personal opinion is don't wait because you wait too long, it ain't going to happen anymore.
4: Couldn't agree more, Mike. Exactly. This, this feels that this place is buzzing. It's coming yeah. at the moment. It's really... Can you know, I something feels right, it feels right. That's right. My name is Chris Tierney from Liverpool, England, and you are listening to Podkiss.
5: Everybody, this is Dirty D, still stuck in Admiral's lab in that horrible prairie attire. Here's a rare kiss cut for you. Let me
0: introduce you to play.
1: That was the demo for Rotten to the Core from 1976, and some of that might sound familiar from the song Hot and Cold off of Sonic Boom. And speaking of Sonic Boom, here is our exclusive podcast interview
6: with cover artist Michael Dore. Glad to have you here, sir.
5: Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here.
6: Your work has decorated our album covers, our t-shirts, our collections, and our collectibles. Your artwork is truly rock and roll history. How did you get into art in the first place?
5: Well, that's a big question uh but it's pretty i mean i I guess ever since i was you know four or five years old i've been drawing so you know and i always knew i'd be an artist in some way or other so i i um i don't know i i i just in in high school i i saw that i was really good at it and uh, my art teachers really encouraged me and i was lucky enough to have parents who um who didn't discourage me? Who like encouraged me to do anything that I wanted to do? So uh, I ended up um, majoring in in uh, art in high school, and my teachers were great, and they encouraged me to go on to uh, apply to the best art schools in the country, and I ended up going to Cooper Union, um, which was uh, an incredible experience, and um, you know, just you just get to certain. Uh, crossroads in your life and you just take, um, this fork or that fork and you just, you, you know, you, you look back over the years and you, and you think, how did I get here? Well, I just, it just was, you know, you just reached these certain points and you just moved in a certain direction.
6: Your work really has a pop art feel to it. What were your biggest influences?
5: Um, there have been many different influences over the years, but my work is, is pretty much, Uh, for most of it has been focused on letter forms and it always has been um the you know i i do like to control if there's if i'm doing a piece such as sonic boom or or rock and roll over where perhaps the letter forms aren't the dominant um elements uh i i kind of treat I treat the whole thing as if it was letterforms. It's a very designed and controlled um, surface. Well, a lot of my influences were just things that you would never imagine like uh just old matchbook covers, th- theater marquees, uh lots of uh American ephemera, you know, the the the, the chrome lettering you'd see on the sides of cars. Mhm. Anything, and it's usually vintage stuff because I'm not that crazy about anything really past 1970 or so graphically. Um, So, but lots of things by people who toiled away, you know, whose names we'll never know, doing all this kind of anonymous stuff, and that's that's who my big influences are.
6: It almost seems to have an Art Deco, uh, feel to it. You're
5: talking about which, which piece? Well, Sonic, well,
6: Sonic? no, no, not, not just Sonic Boom, but I've looked at some of you, I've went, been to your website and just, just look at some of it and it has some of that classic Art Deco feel to it. Like in your, uh, like for example, you mentioned using words, uh, like, uh, pictures as words and words right. as pictures, you know, that sort of a thing.
5: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely um, a lot of that in some of the pieces. Uh, I would say yes about the art deco, but a lot of it, I mean, I'm influenced by stuff from many different times and places. There's nothing I think that I do that you could say this is a pure recreation of this period because um, all of my influences somehow come out in in any one particular piece
6: Uh what kind of music do you actually listen to
5: i listen to a lot of different stuff i mean uh i like world music particularly right now i'd I like a lot of alternative rock uh back in the 80s i i, I mean I, I really loved the the music that was popular uh in the 80s what, what Maybe you'd call new wave music, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, But now music seems to have gone off in many different directions, and there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. And and, uh, I'll hear this or that, and I'll go, oh, that's kind of great or interesting. Um, So I I can't really say I focus on any one thing, but I like to listen to stations that play a, a, a good variety of stuff.
6: Uh, take us back to the 70s and the rock and roll over cover. How did that all come to be?
5: I was working at the time for uh, an advertising agency. I mean, I mean, I did freelance work for them. I wasn't an employee or anything. But um, I, I was working with uh, this art director named Dennis Wallach on various projects. And I guess um, AllCoin Management uh, at, at that point uh, came to this same agency And with the project of doing uh, the the covers for for the KISS albums. And Dennis just asked me, would you be interested in in doing this? And, you know, I hadn't really been aware of the group or anything, but uh, it sounded like an exciting project. So, of course, I said yes. (laughs) And uh, that's, that's how I got it. I mean, it was very simple. I mean, I'm sure it's much more complicated now to... To, to get involved in stuff like that.
6: Have you ever seen the band perform?
5: Yes, I did, after I did that cover.
6: What did you think? What what, what, what have I done? What have I unleashed upon the world? <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, that, I think that was the third or the fourth cover for the band. Um, the, the, the cover that I think immediately preceded mine, I thought was really great. It was uh, Hotter Than Hell.
6: There was uh, Kiss, Hotter Than Hell, Dressed to Kill, Alive, Destroyer and then yours.
5: Oh, okay. I got well. I got the sequence wrong. It's it's a long time ago. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> but I really admired what um, John Van Hammersfeld had done with uh, Hotter Than Hell, mm-hmm. and I thought I've I've got to like at least equal this or 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 do better if I can. But that's not your question, is it?
6: Uh, no, you we're, we're just talking about,
5: <laughs> about the group.
6: Yeah. <laughs> When you saw them, what did you think? I mean, how, okay, how about this? How much did you know about what you were going to see, and then, boom, there it is live. Like, for example, how much direction did they give you about the cover, and what did you actually know about Kiss when you started working on the cover?
5: Right. Well, you know, I, I didn't see them until after the cover was a you know done deal. Um, I didn't see them perform it, uh, but uh, you know, I met with them prior to, you know, to uh, working on the cover, and basically there was very little direction from them other than, you know, this is the name of the album, Um, and, you know, and they had to explain to me what they were all about, Um, the little stories behind each of their, you know, characters. So really what I did was just, I mean... There is no idea to the cover other than uh, just creating a powerful graphic image and where each of their little caricatures tells the story of what they are. And that's, you know, and I did a a pencil drawing uh, in color to show them what I was thinking of. And other than a couple of little tweaks as far as... uh, maybe Paul wanted his lips a little fuller or the, the, just the faces softened a little bit. Uh, it was pretty much my first, you know, they proved exactly what I wanted to do.
6: Now, you mentioned Paul. Uh, were any of the other members putting input into it at this point, or was it primarily him? Or
5: um, Again, you know, it's a long time ago. I, <laughs> my, my, my recollection is that... Uh, that Jean was the one who was the most vocal at the meetings, and maybe Paul a little bit, and the other uh, Ace and and, um, and Peter. Peter were were fairly. I remember being fairly quiet about it, and you know, uh, I think Jean and Paul were pretty much the ones who did the talking. Although I, my memory is that Jean did most of it, and I think he was the most articulate.
6: Um, so when you actually saw them, what did you think?
5: Um, well, I, I, I was prepared for what for what I would be seeing. I kind of knew what it would be what I'd be seeing, but um, it was uh, it was quite a show, you know. And, uh, and I I'd, I'd, I'd seen a lot of stuff back in the 60, late '60s that you know I'd seen the Doors, I'd seen you know Jefferson Airplane, all, all those groups, you know, live uh, in New York, and uh, this was quite uh, another experience. May not have, may not have been louder than those groups, but um, it was uh, much more of a show, and in uh, that that aspect, of it I really enjoyed.
6: Now, I'm sure you've seen all sorts of merchandise with that rock and roll over design all over it. Yeah. Uh, have you ever met a Kiss fan with your art on a T-shirt or something and said, "Hey, I designed that," and if so, what kind of reaction did you get?
5: No, I, I never. I never really. I mean, I've seen people wearing the stuff, but you know, I'm not the kind of person who would go up to somebody and say, "Hey, I, you know, I designed that." Uh, I just kind of enjoy seeing it and seeing who's wearing it and uh, and stuff like that. I, I've 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 gotten people have emailed me pictures of uh, they've had these um, the cover tattooed on them, and uh, either the full cover or the, the individual faces. From rock and roll over, that's really a trip.
6: What goes through your mind when you see something like that?
5: Is this person crazy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause, I hope I'm not. In, so, I hope you don't have one of them on you. But
6: no, you know. no, no. Well, to, this is how I look at tattoos. That's something you got to live with forever. That th- that is worse than a marriage. You know,
5: <laughs> see, what if all of a sudden you like decided you didn't like the group, that's it.
6: Going to have to wear some long shirts from now on. Um, they say that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Have you seen some of the weirder bits of your artwork, uh, let's say, remixed on the Internet? They've actually had things where they've taken, like, the characters from SpongeBob SquarePants. I've seen that, yes. Yeah. And the Stormtroopers from Star Wars with the Kiss makeup on it. <laughs> what kind of goes through your mind when you see something like
5: that? I just think it's people having fun. With something, I mean, I don't get too precious about you know what I did, you know. I mean, you see that with, I mean, with just so many things where people will take something and try to make their own statement with it. Um, So I, you know, I I enjoy that, and to me, it's like you said, it's the sincerest form of flattery. I'm glad that it's it's been out there and uh, it's still out there. You know, I'm getting the emails all the time. It's like I can't believe it, because when I first did it, there was pretty much, I mean, I, I wasn't aw- much aware of much reaction to it, but it's only like within the last, say, ten years that it's really kind of grown to kind of like a huge a huge thing where people, I, I get email all the time about it.
6: It's everywhere. It literally is everywhere. Are you sick of seeing it yet?
5: Uh... <laughs> No, I'm not, I'm not sick of seeing it. Um, I mean, I don't go out of my way to to uh, to, to look at it. But um, well, I, I guess I should mention at this point that um, the group and I are doing. Um, speaking of rock and roll over, and being sick of it, <laughs> um, we're doing limited edition prints of, of both. Rock and Roll Over and uh, Sonic Boom of the artwork that I did in, in large scale. Um,
6: That's fantastic.
5: I, I had to redo the art um, digitally uh, because it really didn't exist anymore in any form that, that we could use. So here I am, you know, like many, many years later, redoing a piece of art that I, <laughs> like you asked me about, it, whether I'm sick of seeing it or not.
6: Here you have to redo it all over again—the the cover of Rock to. and all
5: over. <laughs> I didn't have to. It was—it was really my decision. It was my the, doing. These prints was my idea, and and Paul loved it. But, it's um, an
6: excellent idea. Now, who's all going to sign it? Is it just you or the band, or?
5: I think there there'll be a signing event sometime in November, but it'll be me and and the band. But uh, probably on, I you know I can't say for sure if all the band members are going to sign. Okay. I, I know that on. Rock and Roll Over. It, if if it gets signed, it's just going to be Gene and Paul and me. Okay. Because the you know the other two who are represented there are no longer with the, with the group. But
6: right now, will this be available for purchase online, or is this going to be something exclusive yeah. to? Oh, excellent, good.
5: I think what the plan is is that they'll put it up on Kiss on Kiss Online uh, that site. But uh, the reason I I I thought that we should do Rock and Roll Over was because there was always this. Very direct connection between the two covers and that and that's what Paul had wanted from the beginning. Um, he had specifically asked me to not to redo Rock and Roll over, but to kind of like reference it in some way that people would know that this new record had a lot in common back then.
6: With KISS having such a huge list of merchandise and merchandising throughout the years, is there a product that you wish uh, maybe your artwork wouldn't have wound up on, something you didn't really go, that doesn't look so good? <laughs>
5: <laughs> you know, I, I don't – well, I, I I just saw something with rock and Roll Over on it that I thought was really brilliant, and that was an iPod skin, where, you know, the circle goes right over the circle of the um, – you know, where you uh, –
6: that's very cool. I, I've yeah. actually not seen that yet, and I'll be looking forward to that.
5: These guys are, are brilliant merchandisers. And mm-hmm. they, you know, it, uh, they know they know what they're doing when they put it on something. They, I just recently saw it on Vans, sneakers, walking all over. And I imagine Sonic Boom will be on everything eventually.
6: Give it time. <laughs> <laughs> Now, let's concentrate on the sonic boom album. Here we are. It's two thousand nine. you get a phone call right. what happens
5: oh what what happens? yeah uh, well, Paul called me uh, well, actually I first got a call from his management uh like a day before he called me, saying uh just to confirm that I was who they thought I was <laughs> 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 you know people move around and they just so then they just said um well okay you 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 are the one uh so um." Paul wants to give you a call tomorrow. So, he called me from I think it was Buenos Aires when he was on the South American tour. And just, you know, we just it just felt he's he's so gracious um uh, that it just like it almost felt like we we, you know, the last time we talked was last week. So, he just pretty much put it out there, you know, if I wanted to do this cover, he wanted me to do it.
6: Very good. Now, what All Direction did you receive?
5: You know, it was kind of like the first time. He pretty much said, you know, this is the name of the album. We, you know, it's like what I said before. They they were consciously trying to, or he was at any rate, trying to bring the band back to what they were doing in the 70s. And he wanted the cover to kind of suggest that that through the graphics, through its maybe um, feeling a little familiar in the, in the sense that it, it uh, might evoke rock and roll over in some way. So that was on the table from the beginning. And then, you know, just working with the the word Sonic Boom, and he did not want to go this time the route of me drawing their faces the way I did it with Sonic Boom. He wanted to use photography, uh, which is fine. And so I needed to develop a way of treating photographs that kind of blended seamlessly with my uh, kind of very bold graphics. I didn't really want them to look like traditional photographs, you know, stuck onto an album. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, pretty much the direction. And then I, you know, like I did the first time, uh, I just kind of thought about it for a week or so and then did a drawing, called him up and said, you know, come over and take a look. And um, he he looked at it and he loved it from the beginning. His, his face just lit up. It was it was a great experience.
6: That's got to make you feel good.
5: Yeah, because, I, I... <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you go through this thing, Like, oh, my God, you know, like, how am I going to live up to this? You know, the other one was such an iconic, became such an iconic cover. You know, you're kind of psyching yourself out the whole time. Like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? How am I going to, you know, bring this to that level? And, you know, I don't know if it is or not. Uh, All I can do is I I do my best. Right. I I, I just solve the problem as best as I can.
6: One of the hardest things to do when you have great success is uh repeat it, <laughs> and 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 you definitely hit it out of the ballpark with rock and roll over and and uh um, a lot of people were mixed when they first saw the sonic boom uh picture when it first leaked. Oh, um, I
5: know, I know, they were. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about it. I, I've seen some of the comments.
6: Now, now, but where did where did you, where did you hear about this from? Tell me, tell us about that.
5: Well, you know, as soon as the the cover was out, uh, it, it, you know, it, you start seeing on all the KISS fan sites, you see comments. And so I, I just, out of curiosity, I mean, they say that actors never like to read their reviews. but <laughs> <laughs> I was just kind of curious. And um, I kind of expect that because I think KISS fans feel a certain ownership of the group. That they're really devoted to it, and they they feel like they're a part of it, and they feel like their opinion should matter, and you know, and maybe it should. Um, but you know, to me, the most important person to please was Paul, and which is what I did. So you know, uh, I was kind of amused by a lot of the comments because Mm -hmm. a lot of them kind of betray people who really don't know anything really about how art is created.
6: Right, exactly. A lot of people are great at being fans but not necessarily at putting a band together or designing an album cover or getting a plane to fly. It's one thing to comment. It's another thing to actually do something.
5: I mean, that's the thing with critics. I mean, there are some critics who are really good and who understand what go, what's involved in, in the creative process and others who just feel like, you know, who if you ask them to do, you know, something creative, they wouldn't know where to begin. They don't They don't understand. You know, so some of the comments really kind of betray a, 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 just a lack of understanding of how things are done and, and, and what the problems that are that needed to be solved. You know, I, I, I would get comments from people like, if you don't do them without makeup, I'm not going to buy the album. <laughs> you know, and I would, add, you know, this is when people found out that I was doing the cover before it was, you know, before it was uh, released. I would get comments like that. Or, uh, I think uh, that uh, Tommy should be uh, uh, a beaver. <laughs> you know, it, it should make his makeup like.
6: Now, now, were these people that you actually met, or just stuff you no, saw online? No,
5: they just people who like. I mean, I did. I did a, um an interview where I kind of let the cat out of the bag that I was working on it, and people, you know, saw that online and just started. found out where I was and started writing me. Brother, <laughs> the woodwork.
6: Brother, brother, brother. It's,
5: it's kind of like I, I really kind of like enjoy it. It's like you just see people in you know as they really are and it's kind of fun
6: well we were thinking about contacting you back then but we thought a the guy can't tell us anything at all he's he's under the cloak of secrecy if you will yeah yeah, so it it would have been a great interview so are you designed the cover yes okay thank you very much
5: (laughs) (laughs) well i i could have you know i could have told you certain things but you know like people were asking me what's the name of the album was it
6: always sonic boom Okay, because there were a lot of different rumors. You know how these things go. There was all these different rumors as to what it might be, and we were kind of wondering uh, back then what what all you could tell us and what you knew, but, but I'm, I'm glad we weighed it because we're getting the whole story now. Um, I heard that the art was designed with a album in mind, and now you have this DigiPack CD that you had to basically restructure the art for?
5: Um. When you say an album, you mean like a vinyl?
6: Yeah. Like, for example, that's a square. But the DigiPack, when you think about it, uh, it's nice.
5: It's slightly wider than it is tall. Exactly. I had to to do the art twice because (laughs) I think there is going to be or is a CD, just a single CD, Uh which square, I think.
6: They're also talking about vinyl, from what I understand.
5: I know what. No, now that I'm thinking about it, hold on a second. Right. Okay. When I did it, they didn't know that they were going to do that digipack. Mm-hmm. That was, and I designed it as a square. And then, you know, even though Paul had mentioned it I, in talking to the various, you know, the management and so on, they hadn't decided anything yet. But then there came a point when they said, "Okay, it's going to be a 3D, 3CD." package and it's going to be this proportion okay well uh i've got i can't just add you know to the sides i have to like reproportion everything i have to change the angles of the heads and so on Mm -hmm. so i had to you know it was like it was like another job now if uh, you're
6: anything like me when i complete a project i want it to stay done (laughs) (laughs) stay down yeah and it's kind of like even if you enjoyed it the first time around, it's almost like, oh, you're going to totally destroy this thing. You know what I'm saying? I get that all the time from clients. And
5: um, it, it, well, I, this wasn't that. This wasn't okay. that. This was just a slight reproportioning. It exactly. Now like exactly. uh, take Sonic Boom and put it uh, on the left side, and booth right. Kiss down to the middle. And you know, no, it wasn't that. But uh, one thing I did have to do was uh, this is kind of funny for Germany. Germany um, has some kind of law that you cannot show um, the SS logo from the Nazis, mm-hmm. and the the, the the double S in Kiss was, uh, of course, you know, ironically pulled from that. So for Germany, they always—and I didn't notice at the time—they have always had to create on any of their albums or their art uh, a different Kiss logo.
6: Kind of like a backward Z. Uh, yeah,
5: the, 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 the two S's, but I mean, they, they, they needed the one in Germany to be just normal S's.
6: Well, I'm sure I'll have to hunt that down as a collector. I'll have to get that version, so <laughs> thank you very much.
5: Uh, actually, you asked about a vinyl, and apparently there will be um, a vinyl 12-inch uh, um, released on this. And My understanding is that it will be available online. And that's, in, in limited, uh, in a limited way.
6: That's fantastic. Now, see, that's the one I'm going to have to have you sign, Michael, right there.
5: Okay.
6: <laughs> um, you know, we were talking about the the time of the great secrecy or whatever, uh, and you were getting emails from people. Were there any really bizarre emails that you got, or?
5: Well, that was that one. About,
6: other other know. other than the beaver thing.
5: <laughs> no, just people trying to kind of like trick me into to saying the name of the album. Like why? Why? Yeah, I don't understand why that was so important. To I mean, I can understand why. um, Like for guys like you who who do this thing about Kiss, it it could be an important thing. But just like individuals, like emailing me and trying to trick me into saying the name of the well, they like saying if if it's if it's if it's not Sonic Boom, then you know respond this way. You know.
6: <laughs> you know touch your nose if it's yeah. 360 bat your eyes if it's sonic boom <laughs> i can just see that now see i've always kind of felt that like kiss knows how to be kissed better than i do otherwise i'd be in a band called kiss that's that's kind of how i look at that yeah. but uh hey what do i know i'm just a fan. Um, some people need to realize that being a fan is what they're good at, and being a band is what they're good at. And you, of course, but being I, an artist, you know.
5: But I've never seen fans like like the Kiss fans. They are like really like invested in it.
6: It's true. Can you elaborate a little bit more?
5: Well, it's it seems like the, uh, I mean I'm just looking at it from the outside because I'm not in their ranks, uh, being an appreciator of music of all kinds. I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of any particular group or, or um, type one, one specific type of music. Um, but they just seem to be like their, their lives seem to somehow revolve around it in, in some way. I got well, I, I even think that they're getting their, their kids to be fans. I get, I get email from, from it looks like it's coming from the kids, although I know it's from the adults from the parents, like, you know, six- and seven-year-olds sending me pictures, you know, <laughs> with their, you know, their tongues out, a la Gene Simmons.
6: Wearing a little, a tiny um, rock-and-roll over bib, <laughs> 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 and a sonic boom rattle. Uh, I'm sure Gene's taking note, and he, so, he'll, so, he'll make those happen.
5: So, yeah, so people are, like, um, like turning their kids into, into rabid fans the way they are. Mm-hmm.
6: I'm to. Yeah, I gotta say it's happening. So uh <laughs> so now your your art is out there, it's everywhere, it's in Walmart stores, it's in Walmart Flyers. What do you what do you think of the final product?
5: I've gotten a lot of emails of people saying it looks better than it does does online, so
6: But see, here's the difference. Um back in the day, like let's go back to the seventies. The first time I saw the Rock and Roll Over artwork was in a magazine ad. And it was basically say coming soon New Kiss album, rock and roll over.
5: And it probably looked crappy.
6: No, it, it it was fine, but it was like it was like whoa, that looked cool. But see, we didn't have um, one of the dangers of the internet, or one of the bad things about the internet, is that we get a hold of something and we can debate it and talk it into the ground. And I think with rock and roll and art, it, it's kind of like you either like it, like it's got a good beat, or it's just pleasing to the eye. You know, you don't have to go into this big. Thing as to why you like something or why you don't. You, you just have that connection. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right, right.
6: Sure. Like for example, one of my favorite songs of all time is Day Tripper by the Beatles. First time I heard it, bang, there was a connection right there. Mm-hmm. There was no debate. I didn't have to debate somebody on some message board for five, you know, hours. <laughs> it's just, it's so ridiculous sometimes.
5: Yeah, well, um, you know, the art is meant, just meant to be something that attracts you I mean it's it, there's no heavy message in it. Um, people think that you know uh, maybe the, the the beam that goes through Paul's head is wider than the others for some because I of some strange arcane reason, but there wasn't it's just it was totally random and and it's just not meant to be taken that seriously. it's just something it's just like handy for your eyes so you
6: know, then.
5: You don't debate about a piece of candy that you eat.
6: Exactly. Just so enjoy
5: it, and then then it's you know you move on.
6: So then you're going to deny that the beam going through Paul's head was. <laughs> I, I certainly hope you know I'm joking. <laughs> but I can tell you, when I first saw it, it was like, oh, so that's the cover. And then I thought, I don't know how that's going to look. And um, I'll tell you what, you put it alongside all their other album covers it it works it just pops when you walk into the store
5: well i'm i'm just not a fan of the of the the look that's kind of like chrome and black you know which is right. you know, a lot of heavy metal stuff tends to be and he didn't come to me for that so i just gave him what i do which is very kind of poppy
6: and believe it or not, that's that's what we love about it. Uh, that that sort of school of artwork. Um, that was, as a matter of fact, one of the things Gary, uh, the other host of the show, he that was the first thing he said. It's 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 from that school of art, and he was so right. It, it, it's fantastic. It really worked out well. Um, we have a couple questions for you as we wind up here, mm-hmm. um, and uh, this uh, this is not kiss related but it's it's from a fellow named Alex Bagboy Walker and he helped set this interview up i guess right, right. and uh, we're going to dedicate this interview to alex bagboy walker who, who who could not be here tonight anyway alex says thank you again mr Durrett, for your time and answering my questions when i have sent them i wish i could have been here but me and my dad are having a father son moment together at my first kiss show in which i've waited all my 20 years of of being a kiss fan so far to see thank you very much and have a great night so he wants to thank you one of the
5: i I thank him for for helping set this up
6: he's he's actually a very good guy and uh, speaks very highly of you
5: um is he in in philadelphia now i believe their show in philadelphia tonight
6: yes i believe so
5: oh well i hope he enjoys it
6: um he says that he has a few friends who are art or graphic design majors. Any advice for them on pursuing their career in that field?
5: Hmm, it's a really tough field right now, you know, especially with the economy. I, well, I guess any any field is is tough. But um, I, I guess if you want to pursue a field and uh, pursue a, a career in that field, um, pursue it with as much passion as you can, you know, and just. Don't give up, keep trying and and study, go to art school don't don't think that if you if you know the computer, that will be your ticket to to doing all kinds of art because it's not the computer is just a tool, it's just a medium like a like a palette and paint, and uh, it's not gonna create the art for you so um, learn as much as you can. That's what I would say.
6: Very good advice. I want to thank you from all of KISS fandom for delivering us a, a fantastic new album cover and being part of the Sonic Boom release. I want to thank you for being part of the podcast tonight. And uh, if KISS has another album, are you up for doing uh, the next cover?
5: Always. <laughs> Although I, I would imagine they'd want something different for the next one. Uh, and. But you know, I'd never say
6: no. <laughs> well, I'm already working on getting the next album made, so I'm going to let them know that you're ready. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, and uh, we uh, we will look forward to buying the print uh, signed by you and the band. And uh, again, thank you for being part of Kistry. Oh, you're welcome. All right. God bless. Have Great. a good night. Bye.
1: And that's our show. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podkissed.com.
2: If uh, you have any suggestions, comments,
1: or just want to talk to us, drop us a line at podcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Be sure to check out James's other site, which is called zombiefaq.com. For all you white zombie fans, it's the place to be. A big thanks to Julian and all of our friends over at kissfaq.com. Big thanks to all of our pals at MyKissLife.net. Keith
2: LaRue and all the staff over at KissOnline.com. They do a great job representing the hottest band in the land.
1: Our good buddy Ken at his website, which is called KissFansite.com. Thanks for all you do for the podcast, your great graphics. If you have a Kiss-related website and want us to uh,
2: mention it in the show notes or uh, possibly talk about it on the air, just let us know and we'll see what we can do
1: about that. As James mentioned, be sure to check out KissOnline for links to all the individual band members' websites. And as always, a big thanks to Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, Ace Fraley, Peter Criss, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulik, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memories of the late, great Eric Carr, and the late, great Mark St. John. You are Kiss, and we are your army. Thanks for listening. Good night.